I got a message for your American buddy. I'm your wife, damn it! Ah, would have to go up to the wives in the library or the supermarket and say hello. I am new here. I know, George, you think I don't know anything, but I know people. I get 18 years of my life to stand in the same spot as you. You want your file? I found you your file. You want it out? I got you out. You needed money? I found you some. Now, let's face it here. I've got to, you know, latch on to something in my life. Oh, yeah, you blind. No use to try to sweet talk me, Miss Scarlet. I know you ever since I put the first pair of diapers on you. Who was going to love me? Who, who was going to make me feel good? I wish I had a mother like me instead of nice. Nice gets you shit. I got a two-inch thick solo in steak. Sit and defrost and wait this minute. When you and Guy come over and supper with us tonight, what do you say? dedicated to celebrating and dissecting the performances of our favorite Best Supporting Actresses. My name is Nick Kachanov, and you go back and get my girls. And my name is Colin Drucker, and while the movie may be called King Richard, you and I both know it's all about Queen Aura's scene. Yes! <laughs> that was good. That was like a Real Housewives tagline. I, I he am may practicing. be the king, but I'm the queen. But I'm you the know. queen. Yes, exactly. Yes. Um, but, you know, uh, queen beats king in this game of chess. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I just, you know, I, I am kind of manifesting to one day become... You know, a real housewife of Astoria, you know, <laughs> yes. I don't want to be married. You know, I don't want to have to be like in a committed relationship. I just yeah. want to be on the show. Yeah. You want to be Carol. You want to be cool. Yes, I want to be Carol. I want to have a bunch of cats named Baby. Yeah. <laughs> and then Marco, obviously. Yeah, of course. Yes. Marco's yeah. number one. Yeah, of course. Uh, well, you know, all that to be said, obviously, that we are we are continuing, really. I think our Oscars shortlist coverage, I think. Of the of the couple of years we've been live, this is we we are hitting all the hits. We are going to be so ready for the Oscars this year because this week we are talking about King Richard and more specifically Anjanu Ellis as Oracine. Uh Best supporting mom, watch out, Westons. Just gotta yes. say it right up front. Kitchen scene, best support, like best kitchen acting, best yep. mom. I am just. And, you know, she's been around Ingenue Ellis. Like, she was in Ray. She's been in The Help. Um, I, I just feel like she is a rising star. She was nominated for Lovecraft Country for a Best Supporting Emmy this past year or maybe the year before. I can't remember. Um, so I'm so glad to be kind of reintroduced to her, even though she's kind of been, you know, uh, in the background, I guess, and maybe like a featured player in movies that I have seen. But I... I love her in this movie i think she is effortlessly acting in this movie like so it's it feels you know we say it so often too that it feels lived in but like she just feels like a mom she's the mommest mom to ever mom and i just love her for that yeah i so it it, that's uh, you make a good point that she is a a bit of an alum of this podcast and that we have covered the help. I, yeah, she plays Yule May and I don't remember that ca- who that is. Neither but, do I, but I'm, I'm anxious to go back and, and see. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, I, cause yeah, I, I think that like, I'm familiar with her name and mm-hmm. I know that, yeah, she was in Lovecraft country. And I feel like on like Twitter and social media, there was like a meme that she was featured in of like her kind of, it sort of, it was sort of a no response. Um, do you remember? Oh, does that ring a bell no, for you? No, actually, no. I, I know she was in If Beale Street Could Talk as well. Yeah, um, she was in that as well. But she had a meme hmm. anyway. She had a okay. meme. So it's just as just as big as having an Oscar. Is she was a meme <laughs> at one it's point true. in some circumstances? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. If Beale Street Could Talk, by the way, something we should do. I still haven't even seen If Beale Street Could Talk. I have seen it. Oh, have you? Yes. What did you think of it? And I love Regina, but okay. I would maybe it was just the day. I'm I'm definitely willing to rewatch. I you know it's one of those. I think Regina King ha- is on a roll and has been on a roll for the past like five years. You know she's snatching Emmys. She's directing now. She's uh, speaking of someone who's been around like a legend in her own right, and just I think is really well liked by the community. 
and I think it was it's not as it's not a Laura Dern by any means like but I I Mm -hmm. say like okay she Mm -hmm. is really good in this she does get one scene which I won't talk about but um you know what? I'm interested in who Anjanu Ellis played in that because I'm, oh no, I think it was the younger couple that I was really interested in that I thought was like, why isn't this girl getting attention? Um, But it's been a while. I have not watched it since that Oscar season. So maybe we could add it to the list because. The list? Well, yeah, I'll Queen watch Regina. it. I'll watch it and I'll see. Cause I, all right, I'm intrigued. I, um, it's just one of those movies that just you know I don't know if you're familiar with I, this I don't, this might be a foreign concept to you but sometimes you just put things like on a list and then you never watch it I don't <laughs> know if you've ever done that but sometimes I do that I don't that. know what you're talking yeah about. I just yeah, if you, anyone can relate anyone out there Jesus <laughs> um, but indeed I mean all that to be said that like this was I guess the benefit of all that was like what a great like real introduction to Andrew Ellis what a great role to really get like a whole you know. Uh, appreciation of this woman I I love this and I gotta be honest I this has been a running theme certainly maybe you know of, of the past couple months even on this podcast it's been a lot of movies that I don't think I would have watched if it wasn't for the like you know nudge nudge of, of you know yeah uh, of, assignments of and yeah main epi- and Oscar buzz and yeah 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 and I I mean, first and foremost, so King Richard, and so for anyone who doesn't know, this is kind of chronicling three years in the life of the Williams family, um, best well known for Venus and Serena, and of course mm-hmm. their father Richard and their mother Orisine, and uh, their journey to Venus first, you know, sub- and then Serena becoming obviously, you know, the greatest of all time tennis champs. Yeah. And it is, I mean, I was somewhat familiar with the story because Johnny's a big tennis fan, and so like... Yeah, um, I think actually he and I went to the U.S. Open once and I think we saw Serena play. Wow. I think so. It was I was never a big tennis person and I got really into it. It was really entertaining and really exciting. And like, I don't know, I get the appeal of it. And so that was kind of nice going into this movie. But I got swept into this from like less than minute one. I was yes. immersed. Did you have the same thing? Like, yeah, I really did, and I I feel like I'll let you. I'm like I'm gonna let you finish, but I'm gonna say, uh, I I think I just the runtime of the movie. I was like, oh my god, two and uh-huh. a half hours. But it did not feel that way. Like I don't know what I would cut. I mean, I'm sure if I had to think about it, I I could maybe cut some stuff. But I I thought it was very well structured. But continue your thought. I'll tell you this. I wanted it to be longer. I yeah. wanted it to just continue into then Serena. Like I, yes, I was thinking about this. You know, you and I. You know, I I raz you about it, but I'm the same way. Of like, you know, we like ninety minutes or less. And if you tell mm-hmm. me it's like seventy two minutes, like I'm I'm gonna stand the whole time. I'm so excited. You know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But there is something to be said for the immersion of a long movie. And I think it's similar to like a long plane ride, you know, like when you're on a two and a half, three hour plane ride, it's like, Oh my God, is this ever going to be over? And it just Mm -hmm. isn't terminable. But if you know, you've like, you went to Italy and like, I've been to Australia, like we've had long flights and I don't like a long flight, but I think there's something about like, like the flight to Australia, for example, after the the leg it's between long. it's long, but from LA to like Melbourne or Sydney is like fifteen and a half hours. Ugh. And so when you're on that two and a half hour like flight to Florida, it's like, oh my god, I could never imagine being on this plane for like twelve more hours or thirteen yeah. more hours. And then I think when you are on the fifteen hour flight, it's like you just adjust to the reality of this is a long journey, and and your sense of what eight hours on a plane means is different. And so all of this to say that I was had the same experience with this where, you know, you know, I was an hour in and I still had an hour and a half and I was like, yeah, but now I'm immersed. Now I'm in the world of it. You could go on all day, baby. Like I'm, yes, it, it just, I don't know. I think that we have been, we've been giving long movies the short stick, you know? <laughs> yeah, I agree. And especially if they're long movies that are as good as this, I, in general, like I've heard, mixed reviews of just like you know the very little things that i've uh, you know articles i read or podcasts i listened to that like 
have been a little bit picky about this movie. I really loved it. I I think it's like I I, I want to ask the question about Will Smith, of course. Like, I don't know if you're ready to have that talk yet. Like, what do you what do you think, or do you want to? Is you that know, too? Yeah. Let's let's start with that. I think that's a great place to start because. You know, I I had we we talked about this on the best supporting after show, and and if you did not get a chance to experience that last week, uh, maybe it might be time to become a BS Atreon at patreon.com slash BSA pod because we have moved the after show there every week, and you would be listening to this episode a day earlier, by the way, not for nothing. Um, yeah. So yes, I did say on the after show last week I had a lot to say about the Will Smith and family, and wanted to see them all just hop in a Winnebago and get out of my face. And so I came into this like, oh God, I forgot it's Will Smith. And here is here is what my take on this is. I think that this is Will Smith's Aaron Brockovich. Yeah, I think that's a perfect analogy. Go on. I think that A, I, I am all for him being nominated and or winning the Oscar. I'm happy he won the Golden Globe. I think it's a great performance i think he disappears into it enough so that it doesn't just feel like will smith but he is it's that julia roberts in aaron brockovich or will smith and king richard thing where like their star power you still know it's them but their star power actually makes the performance better like it makes these somewhat ornery characters likable in moments where other actors may have not made them as charming you know Oh, yeah, very true. Yeah, it's like, yeah, like you were saying, the star's power like supersedes any sort of ill will. Like, because I, I, I think that he is able to achieve that because he's kind of an insufferable guy in a way. Like, he is, but you have to admire. I think it's kind of like split because you're like, Jesus Christ, they're in the rain. Like, give them a day off. But like, right. also. It reminds, I love movies like this where it's like where someone's just really good at something and you see that process. Like I never get tired of seeing someone. I mean, I'm less inclined when it's like, you know, maybe Rocky or something like that. No offense to Rocky. But like if it's like a sport or some like Whiplash is great. Like mm-hmm. I those sort of movies where it's like they are committing. But I, but going back to Will, like he he kind of has my vote. I mean, I know I haven't really. Maybe we haven't covered a lot of movies that have like are you know we. I don't know if we're gonna talk about Macbeth, uh, you know, at all or see that. And I'm trying to think of other people. Who else is like in that race? Well, Benedict Cumberbatch. For, oh, yeah. Uh, so we we oh, yeah. seen that. Ooh, that's and then tough. I would I would imagine someone from Belfast, right? What. Uh, Siren Hines or something like that. Uh, okay. Kieran Hines. I actually have never really said that name out loud, as that might be <laughs> obvious here. Um, yeah. But yeah, I. It, it's interesting to to care about the best actor race a little bit. But yeah. Um, yeah. You know what? Here I'm going to do. I'm going to do a, just a quick Gold Derby best actor. Let's see who's. You know, I've never searched this before. My Google's like, "Do you sure you don't mean actress?" <laughs> yeah, you, not you sure about this? Yeah, actress. Actor. Yeah. yeah, you know, you typed in best actor, right? Uh, yes, I <laughs> that know. That little paperclip comes up <laughs> like the Microsoft Word. <laughs> Clippy. Yes. <laughs> oh Clippy my Hedren. God. Yeah. Yeah. Clippy Hedren. Oh my God. Okay. Well, if you're gonna be Sydney Ellen Wade on Instagram, I'm gonna be Clippy Hedron. <laughs> yes, and your profile picture is just that clip. It's that clip being attacked by birds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, an elephant or a lion. <laughs> okay, so let's see. Clippy Hedron. That's disgusting. Okay. Uh here are some predictions. There's Will Smith and King Richard. Oh, okay. Andrew Garfield and Tick Tick Boom. Oh yes, Andrew. Which Golden I should Globe winner. See. Yeah, I that's could see right. that. He's been nominated before. Yeah, uh, I should see that. Yeah, what was he nominated for before? Ooh, I knew you were going to ask that. It is something... That's okay. I think I mentioned it last week, and I am blanking. So if you don't mind looking at Was he in The Social Network? Why do I think... I mean, I thought he's... I love The Social Network. I don't know if we talked about that movie before, but I just like... I. It's a movie that if it's on TV, I will always sit down and watch. I just like... I love how dark it is. I like David Fincher a lot, and it's just a great story, but... And Andrew Garfield is great. Speaking of going to like a 27 mm, um, yeah, in that I, movie. I still haven't seen it. You might have to assign it at some point. Oh, okay. 
Yeah. I will. Uh, I'll remember that. Yeah, yeah. Put that down in your little in your little <laughs> dream journal. Uh, <laughs> Benedict Cumberbatch and Power of the Dog, Dental Washington, and Tragedy of Macbeth, which I want to see because apparently it's an hour and twenty minutes. Uh, speaking of being so excited oh, to stand, whoa. yeah, yeah. Uh, and I did ask my friend who saw it about the Lady Macduff scene because that's all I care about. Um, yes. One scene, Queen, and all he said was like, "Oof, the way they did that, wow." But I did read a review that that did give praise to Moses Ingram. So she must do enough to get some mention because, um, you know, she's playing Lady Macduff. Uh, yes, of okay. course. Um, so I was I'm looking up Andrew it. Garfield. Sorry, I oh, was okay. there. But yeah, he, it was for Hacksaw Ridge, which oh. I don't know. That sounds like a dad movie. What is That's that? That's a dad movie or a video game or a cut of beef. Um, yeah. And then but Nic- anyway. Yeah. And yeah. then there's Nicolas Cage and Pig, which I, I don't know. Um, I've heard about Pig, um, and I feel like it's a, I feel like we would cry a lot at the end of that movie. I, I just feel like, and it looks like a really dark, gritty movie, but it's not maybe what it appears to be. Um, I've heard a lot about how it's just, it was advertised incorrectly. Oh, um, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. If, if it ends up with a pig being dead, I just honestly, like no spoilers, but after after Yellow Jackets, I'm good with the surprise deaths. Sure, yes. Ooh, I, I mean, not that it was that big of a surprise. In the know. after show, tune in, everyone. Yes, yes, we are going to. We Just so you know, if you do become a BSHRN this week, we are going to dive into season one of the of Yellow Jackets, and there will be so many spoilers. Yes. So, okay. Um, but anyway, all that to be said that I think that, like, yeah, we could very much fill in the gaps of the best actor race. And, you know, we could go into the Oscar season fully prepared, you know, in all four important categories in terms of acting. Yeah, to be honest, I feel like one of my weakest categories is best actress. I've not seen Spencer. I've not seen The Eyes of Tammy Faye. I've not seen Parallel Mothers. Um well, you know, best actress this year, I think is, I think it's a who real, is we've it? talked about this. I, well, I'm afraid it's going to be, you know, who in the being, you know, what? really? Yeah. Is um, it like a, I just, that reeks of like Reese Withers or not Reese Witherspoon. Um, uh, oh my Lord. She was in Judy. She won for Judy. Why oh, am I R- Renee Zellweger? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. I, best actress is just, I mean, I feel like it's either going to be you know who and you know what, or uh, Olivia Coleman as Sonia Morgan in My Lost Daughter. Uh, so I don't know. <laughs> my Lost Daughter. My Lost Daughter. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know who's. I feel like Olivia. I just read something that she's now kind of the front runner. Uh, and Interesting. Because. Kristen Stewart didn't get a SAG nomination. Apparently, in the past twenty five years, mm-hmm. if you didn't get a SAG, you're not getting an Oscar. And so. Uh, she's Oof. pretty much out of the race now. She might still get nominated, but she probably won't win. So it's looking like it's going to be Olivia or you know who, and you know what. And just to um, fill in, you know, gentle listeners, Colin and I, you know, we love Olivia on this podcast, but we had a we had a conversation offline about the lo- the lost daughter, and Maybe you work you felt lukewarm about it. So I have not watched it, but I've also heard some really great things. So I think that's something I need to watch on my own to maybe. What were your thoughts? Maybe you did talk about it on the pod. I can't remember. I don't know if we did, but I am happy to take just a minute out of King Richard's time to talk about yeah. The Lost Daughter. Uh, because <laughs> I think that it, is, it was not what I was expecting. It was, it, you know, Olivia's great. And I think it's probably a performance that merits a rewatch. You know, like okay. I think she's probably doing a lot very subtly. Uh, and you know, I, you know how I like my Olivia. I like my of Olivia course. at a, she was 11, you know, <laughs> um, listen to me. Yeah. Yeah. I am your mother. You know, like I want all of that. I want Olivia Coleman in Mitchell's versus the machines, which we'll yeah. talk about, you know? <laughs> oh, I can't yeah. wait. So like, I, 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 we'll talk about that. Oh my God. So, um, so it's different. It's, it's much more subtle, but she's just like the queen of like, looking at you or like making a facial expression and just like breaking her heart. And so I'm fine with her winning. I think it's like the rest of the movie. I just couldn't know what to make of it. And I like Dakota Johnson is kind of the, the supporting uh, actress role. I, I think she's good, but she, I don't think she really gets to do anything like phenomenal. 
Sure. The the role the B, the assistant to the BSA in the movie is actually probably my favorite performance. Um, the role okay. of Callie, played by and I'm going to butcher her name, but it's Patrick Wilson's wife, uh, Dagmara Dominic Dominicic Dominic. Yeah, you know that. Uh, sure. You know, oh my god, Daggy Wilson. Wilson. Let's call her Daggy Wilson. Daggy Wilson, Mrs. Yeah. D'Agostino. Yeah, yeah, Mrs. D'Agostino. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my um, goodness, so many things and like. 30 seconds. I, just I know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that I'm like, wait, what were we talking about? <laughs> but anyway, yeah. the lost I order. Like, I yeah. think you should see it. I want I, to. Yeah. But I don't know what your expectation is going in. Like, do you have any sense of like what it's, what are you thinking it's going to be going in? Yeah. I feel like we had a different, a similar situation. Maybe that you saw something before I did. And you, it's like sometimes when you know that, I guess, it kind of, if I didn't know how you felt about it, I would be pretty excited about it and maybe expect, you know, he he was 11 because mm-hmm. um, it just seems like that type of movie. But now that I know, I think maybe I, I would enjoy it a lot, too. And I, I, I'm I'm interested in it. And I, I don't know why I haven't like watched it on my own. So I think maybe that's something I'm going to do. Uh, from from now until next week, I think is to just get that under my belt, just so I can have, so I can weigh in too. Yeah, I think you should. I and I think it's just it's something that you have to like. You can't look at your phone. You really got to kind of like, you know, soak yeah. it up. You know, so soak what up? Soak what up? Speaking <laughs> of which, you know, kind of speaking of being on on our phones, which I think we've talked about this. It's such a a measure of like how good a movie is these days. It's like, well, did I pick up my phone at all? Yeah. I had zero need or interest or desire to pick up my phone during King Richard in the whole two hours and 24 minutes. Yep. Same. Zero. I I can't believe I like, I just, for anyone who hasn't seen this, I, and might be a little daunted by the runtime or I don't care about sports movies or whatever, or, you know, cause the thing is like, and a lot of the reviews I read said the same thing. Like they're not re- they're not reinventing the wheel here in terms mm-hmm. of like you know it it's just kind of in the details and how it's presented, and and I think it's also it's just a great story about I don't know like two amazing athletes. I feel like it isn't watching people kind of you know work hard and rise up and and you know have their work be rewarded. Like all of that's fairly straightforward, but for some reason it all really felt like fresh. And exciting, and there was a a way in which sometimes it sort of felt, and I can't, maybe it's just in that there were so many details in place, but it felt fresh in the way that I, Tanya, felt fresh. Does that make sense? (gasps) Yeah. There's something about it, you know? But it's not the same tone. It's not the same kind of like wacky kind of energy. There's just something about it that felt like singular and... um, and just didn't, yeah, really, I don't know. I just, I fucking love this movie. As soon as it was over, I was like, I just want to tell my mom to watch this movie. You know? Same. Yes. I, I, th- I was going to, as you were describing it, I was like, yeah, it just doesn't feel like a biopic or biopic, whatever you want to call well, it. I have no it, idea how to pronounce that word. Yeah. It just felt like an, a regular movie because I, there are times, I, and maybe you can think of an example because I'm blanking right now, where you know you're watching a biopic and it just yes. feels like it. And it's, it's, it's a little bit more labor intensive, even though the performance might be great but the movie itself is not great um, i mean i think being the you know what well i guess yeah. that i'm not saying her name i can say the whole title being the ricardos because i'm not going to say her name in the title in the same sentence because she's not being the you know who's um <laughs> but uh yes i feel like being the ricardos felt like that it was like the whole time it was like here i want you to see this moment and it was like is this like a recreation in unsolved mysteries what am i watching mm-hmm. Um, I think Judy felt like that, you know, where yeah, I didn't feel yeah. like I was watching a movie. I felt like it was, you know, I don't know. It just it wasn't it, it didn't engage me. And I think also what helps is that these performances, I mean, Will Smith, I, to his credit, as much as he is Will Smith, you know, uh, in everything that he does, I do think that eventually I forgot about him and I just saw Richard, you know. Yep. It's and that I, the voice work. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, sorry. yeah. That's what it was. I was gonna say the voice work because that was what was gonna give it away. If he didn't change his voice, it was gonna be Will Smith the whole time. You know. Yeah. But the voice work was excellent. Yeah, the way that he walked, the way that he like almost gave himself a little bit of a hunch, and just like he's from like 
the first minute you see him, he just looks like someone who's been through the ringer, but is desperately still like presenting himself as someone who is not and just like fighting that the entire time too because he literally gets the shit beat out of him Mm -hmm. you know mentally physically and is still able to stick to this plan i i think there's something just really i don't know it's like any sort of athletic movie too it's like again what i was saying before like you're rooting for him and you almost like it's inspiring in a way is it's it's kind of like how I left this movie. I was like, I'm gonna do something now, and then I like <laughs> laid on my couch for three hours. Yeah, right. And then <laughs> but... I'm like, I'm gonna do something as I like grind up more weed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I should really like start working out more regularly. Yeah, you know, like you pull up Grubhub. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like eh, maybe I won't get pepperoni on the pizza tonight. You I know. know. You know what? Watch it's that gonna movie. yeah turkey pepperoni tonight. Okay. Yeah, right, right. Because you know, I if I think I could also, you know, I could be something great. But let me let me start small. You know. Yeah, I mean, I I think just the work ethic and how they, I guess, also how they never complained. I'm sure there were days like in real life where they complained about it too. But like how. They just were like naturally skilled at it. Like and it makes you wonder, like, were they born with this? Because the idea not not to have one like child and like a tennis player of this caliber, but two is just wild. Like it's just like, what are the odds? Like why? Like, thank God you chose tennis and and thank but also thank God that they that he trained them as much as they did. Or he did, excuse me. Well, you know, I think it's it it's an it really interesting question. There's a lot there. I think A you know, and one of the reviews I read, I think, made a good point, is that there, what the movie doesn't show us is how how truly difficult it must have been to live with him. Because I think yeah. even in the more, like, troublesome, you know, the, when he drives away or when he's, you know, forcing them to learn lessons watching Cinderella. Watching Snow White. Oh, yeah, Cinderella, yeah. Yeah, or, or, you know, any moment where he's just being incredibly obstinate, it's like there's always, like, it, it breaks in some way or it softens in some way, like... I think that it it the way that we see all of the Williams kids kind of navigate this, they're all incredibly polite and, you know, incredibly smart and accomplished. And I think, like, we don't see how hard it is to be the top of your class. We don't see how hard it is to be these athletes. And I think mm-hmm. that was – it was interesting that like, – and that really stuck with me. That was like, man – what we're seeing is the glory of all this work they put in like paying off. But like, I think there has to be some, some really dark days. There have to be some really tough times to stick to this kind of plan. I mean, towards the end, there's that great scene he has with Serena where he's like, you know, I kept you in her shadow because I knew you were a fighter. And it's like, well, what the fuck did that look like? Like that must've been tough for the years that this went on. And I, you know, I found myself so angry and so frustrated with Richard, but then at the same time, kind of like, well, like, fuck, he pulled it off. And like, they, I mean, yes, they pulled it off because like, let no one forget that Oracine is, is just as much a part of this, but in, mm-hmm. she obviously is a much different coach and a much different parent. And that's actually one of my favorite scenes in the movie is that is when she takes Serena to go practice yes. after um, Venus goes with, with the with the coach um, with uh, Rick Macy and or maybe it was with Paul Cohen I can't remember I think Paul Cohen yeah oh the um, delicious what's his name from Scandal. Tony Goldwyn oh, God. as soon as I heard that voice I was like Ugh. is that Tony he. He has never, I just like, he ages like fine wine. I just can't believe how good looking he is still. I think he's only, I think, you know, when you look at him in Ghost compared to Scandal, he got hotter. He got hotter. Yes. It's like uh, Patrick Scandal is peak. Yeah. Yeah. They just, there's some guys that just, uh, yeah, you just just got it. You got to let the, you got to let the the grape get closer to a raisin, you know? (laughs) Yeah. So. Um, but yeah, I, I think there's, you know, I mean, it's, it's an interesting kind of, if you put in all this hard work, it'll pay off in incredible ways. But like the movie never outright suggests that this is not a recommended way to succeed. Like this is, this is a real against all odds way to succeed. And like 
could drive someone to break more likely than it could drive them to success. And yeah. I think I had to I had to kind of remember that afterwards that like this is inspirational, but like I would never survive this kind of life, this kind of training. Mm-hmm. I would crack and crumble and have such resentment as an adult, maybe against Richard. Yeah, I I agree. It's like I I try to think of where I was. It's like, but maybe if you're young enough, you just don't even know any right. better, I guess. And then uh-huh. once you start knowing that you are better than everyone else, then it, it is like it becomes fun, even if it's not. I, I feel like there has to be a, a certain level of liking tennis, too. Like, what if they just hated tennis? But what if they were right. really good at it and hated tennis? Like, yeah, it that's... helps that they love doing it. Yeah. Yeah, because, yeah, I mean, it is fun to win. And, like, I that sort of competitive edge that they had the whole time, too. Like, I love watching people that you're rooting for win, I guess. Oh, I mean, it, what it made me think of was, like, the Queen's Gambit, where, like, every yes. episode, she just wins, 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 wins. And I felt with this as well, I was like, because, you know, then there's that climactic, in, in King Richard, that climactic match oh, against uh, Arancha, I can't remember her last name. Um, mm-hmm. And I was like... I didn't know. I couldn't. I was like, I don't know what happens. I don't know what happens in real life. Yeah. And my palms were sweating. Oh, I hated it. Oh, I hated it. How dare God. she go to the bathroom? Oh, so mad. Yeah. <laughs> Cancel her. You know. I know. Um, oh my God. But yeah, I I think that's um, that's a whole other version of the story. And I mean, it, it's worth knowing that like Serena and Venus are you know executive producers on this movie, so this is very mm-hmm. much a sanctioned version of the story that only really hints at you know richard williams and fidelities and you know it's only in that really that scene in the kitchen where you really get any sense that like other than him being stubborn and determined like he is he's certainly not saint richard you know yeah i think that's I was reading an article right before we started to record too about how ingenue ellis really had to fight for her to shine in this movie or to you know to see more of her story and i i think Mm. that's really my only complaint ever really in any movie is like if you're gonna have a mother role give us a mother role and give and i think that like you know we got this her and serena scene and um and even her like sitting in the backyard after tony uh Goodwin? What? Goldwin. 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 Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. He's um, a good one, but he's totally yeah. Goldwin. Yeah. yeah. He comes over and like she's kind of left out of the loop a little bit and she says, you know, don't make a fool out of me. And like just those little <sighs> things. And it's just uh I'm like, okay, yes. I, I it's like a little sneak preview. And I, I didn't know if there if we were gonna get it, but then right. we did. And I just, I'm so glad that we got it in the way that we got it. Cause it's not a full explode explosion. Nope. It's like, it's just like, you think that I don't know what's going on or you, th- you know, it, it, it was so well executed because she has his back to him a lot. Uh, and she's just kind of cooking dinner and she gives it to him. Yeah. It's so I agree. I, it's, it's interesting to know that she kind of had to like push for more, more aura scene. Cause you, I could see this movie taking 40% of her screen time out, maybe mm-hmm. keeping the kitchen scene, but like not giving her the Serena and Aura scene practicing scene, not giving her the like, are we a team? Are we a team? Not giving her that backyard yep, scene. And go get my kids. Yeah, and, yeah. And, oh, go get my kids. Go, go get, get my, my kids is almost my favorite scene in the movie because so for anyone who hasn't watched it, they they it's after Venus wins, you know, some junior, you know, tournament. And they're celebrating in the van and they're, you know, uh, talking up how well she did or really her sisters are talking up how well she did. Yeah. And, you know, it's not even really Venus. And, and Richard gets into this little huff about them being humble and, you know, and then eventually stops off at like a, a convenience store and says, you know, get me something to drink go get yourself something. And then he pulls away. And Aura seems like, what the fuck are you doing? You know, paraphrasing. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, if they're going to be humble, they're not going to be humble. They're going to brag. Well, they, they can walk three miles home and, and, and brag. Um, and yeah, it's a really interesting moment of Aura being like, no, you're not going to do that. You're going to pull over the car and you're going to go get my, go get my girls. The way she says, go get my girls is, yeah. I, I mean like it, not for nothing, but like the parallels to Mitchell's versus the machines in terms of like, 
the mom coming out. I know. I can't wait to talk about it. Um, I know. I mean, like, that's so funny. You said, like, you know, seeing more of the mom and mm -hmm. seeing her be, like, a significant part of the movie. I don't want to jump the gun, but again, on the best supporting after show, we will talk about my, my, the assignment I was given Mitchell's versus the machines. Um, and I, one of the things I was blown away by was like, Oh my God, like movies never give the mom this kind of role <laughs> yeah. ever. And I, and it made it surprising and exciting. And it's Maya Rudolph. And it's I Maya mean, Rudolph. It's just... With a mom cut and like little glasses and mom yeah. jeans. Yeah. It's great. I can't wait to talk about it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, that was the first glimpse of what we were, I mean, really for both characters, I guess, uh, for Richard's stubbornness and really just like the lengths he'll go to. And like, and you know, we see more that happens throughout the movie too. But I was like, all right. And I don't know. I mean, just I think the first time we see her is when she comes out. She's like in her nursing or like a nurse, you know, her scrubs, scrubs I feel. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. like she just feels like a mom and like there's no question questioning it. And like it's like, you know, the the man may be the head of the house, but the woman's the neck, I guess, right. in a lot of ways. Um, I and and like I guess we should get. Should we get into the kitchen scene? Is it too early to get into the kitchen scene? I feel like it's it's we're nearing that moment. It is never too early to get into the kitchen scene. The only yeah. thing I'll say is like seeing Oracine in Scrubs makes me think of Laurie Metcalf in Lady Bird and Marion in Scrubs. <gasps> oh yeah. And now I'm thinking about best supporting nurses. I'm thinking about Niecy Nash and getting on. Oh yes. Best supporting nurses. I think um eventually we need to do the movie Wit. Because that has um, Audrey yes. McDonald as a best yes. supporting nurse. Oh, even maybe even Misty and Yellow Jackets. <laughs> oh, maybe she. I mean, I hate. I'm so mad at Misty. Oh my god, I'm so mad at Misty, yeah. and I'm in particularly mad at Young Misty. I'm more mad at her Same. than I am at older Misty. Ugh. Well, I hate it. Yeah. Well, I, I'm, I, we'll save it. We'll save we'll it for the it. after show. We'll save it. I'm so yeah. mad. I'm so mad. Um. So the kitchen scene. This is. I mean, it's a. In it. it yes, it is a classic of so many movies of like the wife finally gets a moment, you know? And mm -hmm. a lot of times in other movies, it's like all of the buildup. This is everything. This is where she gets to have a big Beatrice Strait style meltdown, you know? Yep. And what I love about this scene, and this is after, um, I think, uh, Richard has decided again to pull, uh, Venus out of a match and you know he's just kind yeah. of making willy-nilly decisions again and then um, you know and then finally Gorazine has had enough and I think the way the conversation goes is like he uh, it's weird he's like accusatory of her of like oh you know basically that that she has that she's not supportive of these decisions that she hasn't been yeah. supportive well she's in the kitchen making a peanut butter sandwich you know best yeah. supporting peanut butter sandwich <laughs> yes. and what i love about this is of course going in i'm thinking she's going to give me viola davis in the backyard and fences mm -hmm. but what's so great about this scene is that my sense is that that level would have betrayed who oracine actually was and who we see oracine as in this movie that yeah. like She's not going to lose her shit. She didn't get this far by not having that kind of control over, you know, the situation. And so, like, at first I was almost a little disappointed because I was like, oh, I want to see boogers, you know? Yep. And then I realized that, you know, you, as you've said, you know, you don't always have to scream and cry to do a good scene. Yeah, and I, I, I think Oracine, she's sort of found her own way and is like been working alongside of Richard, but they're not, like their marriage is not really a marriage in quotes, you know what I mean? It's like you, she has the line of like, if I was in it just to stay with you, what is it? If I was in it for you, I would have left a long time ago because yeah. it's about my girls. It is not about you. I'm paraphrasing again too, but I... I, I was just listening to an episode of Watch with Crappens, and um, they were recapping the the mention at all Bethany scene with Ramona, oh yeah, and they were talking about how Bethany is really great at um, 
being calm in a situation and sometimes that's even more powerful than the person because it drives it you know it drives Ramona crazy and like with and maybe and Richard is not Ramona singer <laughs> you know I just right. had to go there for a second because it's what it what's in my brain I guess but yeah it's like she is it's it's maybe she's rehearsed this in her head maybe she's rehearsed a thousand times or maybe she's just like she's quiet and controlled and knows just exactly what to say because she's she has the receipts. Yeah, I mean, I think there's all of that that like when she talks about, you know, all, this is what you do, you know, because they, they get into a little bit of tiff. He walks away and she's like, that's what you do. You just walk away. You walk away from yeah. those jobs. You walk away from your other kids. And I love that conversation leaves the kitchen, goes on to the stairs, comes back into the kitchen, you know, much like network. I love when a fight travels, yep. you know. Yes, yes, um, yes. I think when she, I mean, like, as to, to your point of, like, she knows what to say, she also knows, like, his deepest fear, and she oh, goes yeah. there, and I think she's been holding on to this for a long time, because she's like, because I think deep down, you're afraid that people are going to look at you as just another dumb N-word, and, it, yes. and it's just like, oh, God, like, it's so... It, you know, it, it's it's funny, I, I showed a friend recently the a clip of the fight this is a weird thing to compare it to but a clip of the the fight in jersey shore between sammy and ron like which fight but the one that ends with them dragging her bed onto the the balcony yes and it's a, and at one point um you know he's outside she's inside they're trying to hold her back and he like leans his face to the door and looks at her and says something 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 you useless fucking bitch like right in her face mm-hmm. and it's so like Oh my, like, it's just so verbally violent and just like, oh God, you just like, you just punched her in the face verbally, you know? And I felt like there was something here where it's not that she like slapped him in the face with this, but it was just like, this is the ultimate knife in your heart is like, if someone were to think this about you and, and I, but then she's like, but I have never thought that about you. Like that. And I think it's, it's really, uh, it's, it's a great moment. Yeah, it's like we don't know where the marriage started to disintegrate. We don't know that moment, but we do know that Richard, I guess, is at fault. You know what I mean? Because she never, she always loved him. And she, I mean, because she doesn't necessarily say that she still loves him at that point. I don't want to confuse it with that. But like, it's such a a kind loving thing to say that, you you know, there's like a hint or at least a spark that the, like, she still is there if he's willing to repair. I mean, ultimately, they they separated anyway, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I believe they, uh, yeah, I think they did. I'm gonna yeah, I feel she, up. yeah, I think in that article I read, it's like they gave, uh, it was like Orsine Williams, now Orsine. Orsine Price. Uh, Price, I was going to say Prince. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, um, so, yeah, I, I, I think that there was something else you were saying. Um, oh, dang, it's gone now. Well, maybe it'll come back. Yeah. Uh, well, I think, you know, yeah, she doesn't actually say that she still loves him or that it even is about love. I, I think none of this is about their relationship. I think it's what she said. It goes back to what she says earlier in the backyard of like, we're teammates. And, yes. and in some ways, they're like co-coaches of Team yeah. Williams, you know? And so like, it, it's all about this family. It's all about, you know, getting, guiding the ship to shore, you know? And so like, I think that's what keeps her in it. And she she needs him to have a plan and she needs him to be intelligent and to be, you know, a good, you know, navigator or captain at times. And so I think that's kind of what she's affirming is like, I don't think your plan is stupid. Um, Yeah. But that has nothing to do with whether or not I'm in love with you, you know, and I think that's kind of the, the underlying. But my favorite part of this scene is she kind of looks away and I... She gives me one tear and I'll take it, you know? Yes. And she looks when she looks back at him and says, You did your part. We did our part, you know? And it's it's really subtle and really just I mean, you know, just it, there's that of like, you know, and at a certain point we have to you can't be so protective, you know, and and yeah. so in control. You can't really drive all everything eventually. Yeah, because I feel that there's certain, this is not obviously the first fight they've had or the first conversation like this, but I think it's uh, maybe the first time that he actually like heard her because of what she said. It's like she has to like almost insert that knife very slowly into his heart and then pull it back out again 
yeah to just like get his attention and to to and then there's that that sort of theme eventually too where um they're asking her you know like what does she think because you know mm-hmm. it's like with that three million two million dollar deal or whatever it is with is it Reebok I can't remember um which I loved I loved that scene I loved that they went along with her and that she said no and like that she has and she has those values instilled with her because of I, I mean because of Richard and because of her mother like that yeah. she she has a good head on her they're good kids they're they really are, I mean, they kids. are, they are. I mean, and and it's worth mentioning that these actresses, Sonia Sidney, who plays Venus, mm-hmm. and Demi Singleton, who plays Serena. I had read that Sonia Sidney, like, she do- never played tennis before and was right-handed and had to learn how to play left-handed or Whoa. vice versa and yeah. had, like, a really rigorous training schedule. And I had no idea. I mean, she was... Uh, it, that they were really incredible. Yeah, honestly, it's like it makes me think of um, you know, maybe we do this at the Westons this year. It's like as far as like breakout performances of like either young actors or just women who we haven't seen before. Because I, it was so like you said, it was so good that I didn't even think that they weren't tennis players. I think I was like going back to what you're saying. Like you're so invested in the world that you're like, yep, they're they're. I mean, they they look like it. It's like watching someone play an instrument there's nothing worse than when they're just like you know they're not playing an instrument mm-hmm. i guess mm-hmm. and you know it's like uh it's like i Tanya and it's like black swan and it's like there, there are things that had to ha- like a minimal amount of things that they probably had to do in order to make it seem convincing but this was above and beyond that yeah i i think it's you know it deserves some credit of just like how hard they had to work to you know uh, to do these roles and and yeah. I found the whole all the whole family I thought I thought Tunde was just I was like oh best supporting Tunde the older oh, sister oh yes especially she was... when she was like older Tunde yes yeah I was like oh hi what's your story oh, um, love her. but yeah I mean you really get to kind of fall in love with that family and um, we haven't really talked about John Bernthal as Rick Macy but I thought he was fantastic. I thought that had some real, like, not necessarily for an Oscar, but, like, BSA, Best Actory kind of vibes, you know? Yes. Like, I would have loved to see him nominated for a Golden Globe. I thought he was, Mm -hmm. you know, at least that. And, like, I mean, for those of you who don't know John Bernthal, he's, he was, he played Shane in The Walking Dead, if you're a Walking Dead fan. Oh, did he? Okay. Yeah, and he was, I think he's really sexy. He's He's a lot of, he's in a lot of those, like, Oh, what's that one show with like, like about motorcycles? You know what I mean? He's like in shows like that. Uh-huh, what is that? Right. What was that? What was that one with like? I want to call her Peggy Bundy, but what? The oh yeah, the name yeah, of? yeah. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Uh, um, Sons of Anarchy. Sons, Sons of Anarchy. Anarchy. I, I was like, like never watched that. I'm too scared. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah but yeah, but that sure show with Peggy Bundy. Great. Yeah. 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 Or like Yellowstone or something. I don't know. Right. Um, right. I saw him in uh, The Unforgivable on. Netflix, which is that movie with Sandra Bullock and Viola Davis. Do you remember that? And the trailer oh, came out. that just came out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was the scene in the trailer of Viola and Sandy yelling at each oh, other. Oh, yeah, in the front yard, yes. Oh, my God. Nick, this movie was so dumb. Like, oh, I, no. like, no, it wasn't, I, I take it, it wasn't that bad. Sandra Bullock gives a great performance. It's just, the problem with that movie is, no, like, my thought was, oh, man, we're going to inevitably do an episode about this movie all about Viola, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Okay. To, to watch it, her character, it is the definition of a lot of emotions for safe. She is like, has nothing to do with the plot. And all of a sudden, it's like, why are you so upset? You're, it feels so shoehorned in. And like, as someone, it, I felt like I was baited. I felt like I was, in, I was entrapped. Because they mm. they show that scene, which is such actress sexual bait, and then yeah. and then I watch it and I was like, well, that was stupid. So <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, he was in that and he was he was great. And I don't think I've seen him in anything else. But uh, I had the same feeling of like, oh, you, uh, you are are great. And yeah, you are great. You and are speaking lovely. of great, great dialect work. I feel like he is what John Travolta tried to be in Hairspray. I don't know if it's like a Delco accent, but it was something. And I, I didn't do the research to see like where he was from, but he has like the way he says his O's. It mm-hmm. was so polished. I was like, okay, okay, John. 
Yeah, it was he. I mean, yeah, his voice work was great. I'm looking up Rick Macy to see what's his story. So he was he was born in Greenville, Ohio. Ohio. And and I guess now he, then he lived. He was in Florida because they were all in Florida. So I don't know. Interesting. But maybe he went to maybe he went to Maryland for a little bit. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm gonna see. Did he? Oh no. Ohio. I don't know. I don't think he spent any time in Maryland. I guess maybe to our you know Ohio listeners, like what I'm not familiar with. You know, you don't think of Ohio seems like a pretty, you know, white bread sort of nothing too. Uh, I don't know what dialects are in Ohio, I'm trying to say, I guess. So maybe this is, like, really accurate. I don't know. I have no idea. I have no idea if, like, the Midwestern, you know, dialects that you're in, like, you know, Minnesota or, like, sure. oh, God. Like, I have no idea what people in Ohio. Actually, you know what? I have cousins in Ohio, and I feel, and one of them, because my one cousin's name is Sean, and I feel uh-huh. like whenever his sister would, like, she was so whiny. Whenever she'd like whine his name, she'd go, Sean, Sean. Sean. And so maybe that's what it is. Sean. But that's all I yeah. got to say. Oh, I, I don't know. myself right now. Sean. Sean. That's good. But he was great. I, I think that he really towed the line. Like, I thought he was going to be a dickhead. But really, it's like, he gave her the chance that she needed and but he was kind of under like under Richard's spell like it's like he really didn't have much control of it but he does have that like one scene in the driveway which is great too yeah yeah it, it's interesting how he I, I loved there was one moment where I think Venus was like asking Rick if he could talk to Richard and try to convince him to let her play yeah and he was like Oh man, you're really throwing me the wolves here. I, I gotta figure it. it felt all very improvised and very mm-hmm. kind of like I just he was very charming and I did not expect when we first met him that he'd become that he would remain a sympathetic character, I guess, you know? And yeah. remain that charming. I thought it'd end up that he was like whatever, that you know, not necessarily that they'd grow out of him, but that he would be using them in some way, or they'd be like, you know what, enough of this, Rick. But he was, uh, I think what was interesting both with Paul and with Rick was the relationships they had with Richard. It was contentious, but like collaborative. And actually you could say the same for Orazine. It's contentious, but collaborative. Yeah. They're a team. Uh, you know, it's also worth mentioning. Uh, and I think it's a great scene for Will Smith. And I think a great explanation in the movie for why oh, yeah. Richard is like this is, is then when he and Venus, like Venus, you know, is, is playing it, you know, she's kind of, blown off some steam uh on the court and he goes to hit some balls with her and he goes to talk to her and he tells her the story about you know as a kid getting getting beat up by these white guys because it it was illegal for a a black kid to touch a white person or a black person to touch a white person Mm -hmm. and you know that as he's getting beaten up he looks up and he sees his father just running away and you know and just the way they talked about like i just i never want you for what you're about to go through, like the doors you're supposed to, about to go through, I don't want you to ever look up and see me running away. And, yeah. you know, and that like what you're doing, what you're doing isn't just about you. It's like you're doing this for so many little black girls out there. And and it was really, really powerful. And I think it's it's also wild to, to tell a kid like this is the pressure on your shoulders. But it's yeah. also the truth. That mm-hmm. was the pressure on her shoulders. And I... And the pressure on his shoulders. And I, I understood, like, I really appreciated, like, if that is what you're coming from, I could see that, like, that blind ambition, that blind drive to just make sure that you and your, your family never experience that, you know? And, and that may mean that they don't like you for a while, you know? Yeah, I mean, this is the moment, the moment he wins it, for sure. Absolutely. It's like, uh, without question. And, like, her, even her reacting to that and how in it she's, you know, it's it's really beautiful. And, and, and like, it's like, it's like white people have to work hard, but black people have to work 10 times harder to achieve the same thing. And, like, and, and he does a lot of that heavy lifting. And a lot of it you can kind of see through this sort of why he won't let go of her but i'm so glad that this scene is there because we needed that i think because like i think we've reached a peak with him where he you know you're just so annoyed with him that you got to get a little bit of the backstory about the why of uh, 
Yeah, and I, but it's it's very sweet, like from like a father to a daughter, you know, because I think that it's it's complicated to to teach. It's like you know when you hear about musicians, like young musicians, like I think of like Beyonce's dad and stuff, and like other mm-hmm. people, like where you just eventually have to let go because it gets so intense that he never really did until he kind of loosened the reins a little bit at the end too. I just I thought it was beautiful. I I I mean he has my vote. I'm I'm ready for him to win. I think it's I think he was great in uh The Pursuit of Happiness, another sort of uphill climb movie. Even Ali he was in. Mm-hmm. Like that's another sort of athletic sort of like against the odds film. Like it's the it's very on brand for Will Smith and I think, you know, I don't know if he, how many times he's been nominated, but third time's a charm, maybe. I don't know if he has four nominations. I think he was nominated for Ali, and he was nominated for. Well, I can. I'm on IMDb right now, so nominated for two Oscars. So it must have been for Ali and for Pursuit um, of Happiness. Pers- it has to. Yeah, be, Pursuit right? of Happiness. Yeah. Yeah. But he will. I mean, absolutely is going to get nominated for yeah. King Richard. Absolutely, and yeah. yeah, could very much win. Um. You know, there's a moment just, you know, to because it all comes back to Aura's scene. There's a moment at the end of the movie that I just, it almost suggests that we need to have another category of best supporting hug. Because <gasps> when they leave the stadium and just before Serena and Venus, you know, go into the, the cheering crowds to sign, you know, autographs and all of that. Aura's scene gives Venus this huge hug. It is like this big mama bear hug. And yes. It, like, it says everything. It was so good. I was like, oh, I that I've rarely seen a hug and felt it just by watching it, you know? And yeah. It's a great moment and it's a great kind of representation of almost like he has that speech in the locker room of like, you went up against the number one tennis player in the world. Like I've never been more proud of a person. Um mm-hmm. now come on, your sisters are waiting, it's getting cold out there. Like that's his brand of like of love. And I think that with Oracine, it's just so much more um, it, it's it's like you know you get the big hug. I feel like sometimes she also has to like fill in the gaps that he leaves. You know. Yeah, I feel like she's always wearing like a windbreaker in the movie. Oh, I a good know. windbreaker hug. It's so nineties. You know yes, what I mean? Like you I just hear picture, the crunch. Yeah. yeah. Ugh. Ugh. I love that. I love that you brought that up. Yes. Yes. Ugh. Yes. That hug. And you know, and of course, yeah, the movie. I mean, it, after you know, during the credits, you get kind of the you the, you get caught up on uh, footage from the past, and it's crazy. They did drive that little bus. He did yeah. wear those little short shorts. That the the way that they looked, the you know, Sonia Sydney and Demi Singleton looked exactly like the details. The yes. details and and um, yeah, and then you know, just seeing that like yeah, they both went on to be hugely successful, and like I think that day of the. They had turned down a four, a three million dollar deal, and then they upped it to four, and then she later signed with Reebok for twelve million. It's incredible. Yeah, yeah. I think I gasped when I read that. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, I was thinking of myself, and I was like, I would have taken the first fucking deal from. Of course. Wh- wait, was that um Dylan McDermott? At oh my the... god, it was. What was is it? going on with Dylan McDermott? <laughs> He's he? always playing these roles. Yeah. It's like he's I, only playing sleazy, cigar smoking, mustache, sunglasses guy now. And I mean, I don't I don't, I don't hate not it. like it. Yeah. Right. Right. But it's also just like, is that is that what you were doing now? I guess it's kinda like I feel like he's taking all of the roles that like Kevin Spacey used to take, you know? <laughs> yeah. He was in that show Hollywood. I don't think you've ever watched it. Maybe I mean oh, watch one episode. I watched of it. the first episode and I hated yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. It's not a Colin Drucker no. show. But he played the exact same character with a little bit more nuance. Mm-hmm. Like as far as like from a writing standpoint, but um, yeah, yeah, this is what he does. Um, yeah, Dylan McDermott, so funny. Yeah, the only other I, this is like a, such a. Did you do you watch Veep? Did you watch Veep? Yes, I didn't finish Veep though. But go on. So I, the the actor's name is Kevin Dunn, and he's in Veep, and he plays in Veep. He plays. He's great in Veep. Um, uh, yeah, I was just gonna say. Oh yeah, yeah, he played. Ben. Um, yes. Oh, Ben yeah. is so great. And he plays some guy named like I don't remember. It was someone that has like one yeah, scene. Yeah, yes, but yes, I remember yes. thinking like that was someone who was like I don't feel like you're acting. This is such a good performance. And He's great. I, 
Yeah, I I really like him, and I it's just worth mentioning. He's in yeah, he's literally like in one scene in this movie, and it's such a good performance. I just good enough to be mentioned. So assistant to the BSA, Kevin Dunn. <laughs> I am all for that. He is so good in Veep, and he says some of the vilest shit in Veep. Yes. He gets like some of the best one-liners and like i love how he carries that big like like to go jug of and like it's mainly it's mostly filled with beer like i just mm-hmm. he gets really good i feel like he was like sort of a background player in the earlier seasons but then in the later seasons he's more of a featured player i he's great he is he's, so yeah good. yeah he's and like, something that's someone who's been in everything like if you you don't know him but you know him yeah, he's got 132 credits. Wow. So, you know, he was in six episodes of Arsenio in 1997. You remember that? <laughs> yeah, that's going to be so. on the Kevin Dunn trivia game. Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, well done. <laughs> well done. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> the yeah. sequel to Well Endowed, well done. <laughs> um, well... Uh, any other feelings on uh, on the king and queen of the Williams family? Yeah, no, this is one of my favorite movies of the year uh, that I've seen in, in this Oscar race, like that I will recommend to ever. Like I would totally watch this with my mom and dad. I just think it's one of those movies because it's, you know, it's there's a bit of nostalgia wrapped around Will Smith. And I think that's maybe, again, one of the many reasons why they cast him in this. But um, I loved it. And I hope she's nominated for an Oscar. Absolutely. I fully agree. The last thing I can think of is just um, early in the movie, we they go to, you know, whatever country club or tennis court, or whatever. And it's, oh, it's when they meet Tony Goldwyn's character, when they meet uh, mm-hmm. Paul. And he's training with John McEnroe and Pete Sampras. And Pete yeah. Sam- whoever's playing Pete Sampras is so hot. And he looks like yeah. the coach in Yellow Jackets. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. I can see that. I can see that. Yes. Yeah. So I think, you know, my, along with my sort of the monkey qualities, which I would say, you know, my type is, is emerging in these movies, in these shows. That's yes. Pete Sampras in... King Richard is my type. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. One time, this reminds me of a story. Keon was on a plane and it was like shortly after 9-11. And so he was like super aware of like just being like an Arab man on right. a plane. So he was like trying to smile a lot. And he was seated next to this couple. It was like a three, you know, a row of three. And they were just kind of like staring at him and like not making eye contact. And he was like, fuck. So like he called, he called someone and made sure to like speak in English and be really mm. cheery. And then he hung up the phone and it still was weird. And he was like, he didn't say like, is everything okay but they're like they're like excuse me are you andre agassi (laughs) (laughs) and he was like no (laughs) oh my god (laughs) which i I, love (laughs) i can kind of see it like in in keon's younger years yeah for sure that's so funny if you you have like yeah you've been confused with kevin bacon and he's been confused oh my god oh my god you look just like kevin bacon (laughs) Wow. Wow. Power um, couple, really. Yeah, a power couple, really, really. I love the idea of Andre Agassi and Kevin Bacon being a power couple. <laughs> yeah. Imagine the nineties if that was the power couple. Like, I he know. Was, he yes. Was, he was in married to her boyfriend of Brooke Shields, I think, right? Maybe. It sounds about right. Yeah. That could have been you. We'll go with it. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> Well, now I'm getting confused. That wouldn't actually have been you. Um, yeah, anyway. Know, right? Oh, now we're being played off. How do you like that? Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, that being said, where can folks find more of you? They can find more of me on my other podcast, The Good Vanilla, which is a Barefoot Contessa podcast. And they can follow me on, I'm just going to say, Instagram only these days. They can follow me on Instagram at Nick Kachanov. I support that. How about uh, you, Colin? You could also just find me on Instagram at Colin Drucker underscore. And uh, you can hear me on my other two podcasts in the details, the celebration of nuance. I know I keep saying she's coming back, but now she's really coming back. She will. And, uh, of course, All Right, Mary, where we are currently covering season 14 of RuPaul's Drag Race. And uh, you can, of course, find more of both of us. Well, we have been doing a lot of Twitter Somebody on this podcast yeah. was kind enough to create an Instagram handle for Best Supporting Podcast. And what is that handle? 
That handle is the same as the Instagram, or excuse me, as the Twitter handle, which is just BSA Pod. Very easy. If you're also an old fashioned gal and you just want to email us, where could people send us a little line? Yeah, they can email us at the BSA Pod. And I just want to say, uh, Costa, that that like Real Housewives email, the novel that he sent us was so beautiful. I didn't respond to it, but he he had so oh, I, much to yeah. say. Oh, did you respond? I, I sent a little response, yes. Oh, yeah. good. Okay. I didn't see that. Um, but great. Um, and we thank you for that. <laughs> Just want to throw that up. And that's not our email address. Our email address is thebsapod at gmail.com. Oh, what did I say? Did I say, B- well, did said, I leave out the? You, you said the BSA pod. And I have to say about that email from, it was like, <laughs> at, gmail, at gmail.com. At, at gmail.com. You're holding up the cue cards. Yeah. At gmail.com. <laughs> Sorry, sorry. That's folks. okay. That's all right. It helped. They get, let, let us repeat at gmail.com. So that's the BSA pod at gmail.com. And I agree. <laughs> Thank you, Costa. Yeah. Um, well, keep those Patreon peepers peeled because the best supporting after show is a coming. And we have got lots of Yellow Jackets talk, lots of best supporting assignment talk, oh, a couple yeah. of BSAs, and a couple of purses. But we usually save them till the end when we get in the car. So, yes. Uh, anyway, we'll see you there. And Bye. that, as they say, <laughs> I would say is that. <laughs> <laughs>